desires of the pregnant woman is just like a desire of a young person. You don't need to do what others are doing. You don't need to live the way others are living. You don't need to follow the way others are following. Everybody is pregnant. We are carrying God's destinations. We are carrying nations in our belly. We are carrying a lot of things that God wants us to do. Very many people are to be saved through your lineup. Samson was to wipe out the entire Philistine. That was the destiny of Samson. They wouldn't have been Philistine anymore if Samson did not abort his pregnancy. If you abort that gift that God has put in your life, you have aborted so many people's destiny. Judges, and there was a certain man in Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Mona, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold, now thou art barren. Hmm. See what angel is telling somebody. Behold, now thou art barren and bearest not. But thou shalt conceive and bear a son. He was telling the woman, when you conceive, don't really say it is your making or the making of your husband. You are barren. But I'm telling you now that you're going to conceive. So if you conceive, give glory to God, not for your doctor. Now therefore, beware, I pray thee. It's another place in the Bible that God is praying man. Man used to pray to God. Now, when God prays man, you need to be very careful. Now, therefore, beware, I pray thee, drink not wine, nor strong drink. So, the right word there is, I pray thee that you drink not wine, nor strong drink. It's not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God. From the womb he shall begin to deliver Israel. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistine. You may be seated in God's presence. I'll be preaching briefly on what I call the desire of a pregnant woman. Yes, the desire of a pregnant woman. Well, I have a friend whose wife was pregnant, and we knew him for always wearing perfumes. He puts on a lot of perfumes around him. He's the one that, if he comes close to you, he can tell you the kind of perfume that you're using, and he can tell you the name of the perfume. So, but for two weeks in school, while we were there, he did not use any perfume. And I walked close to him. I said, I've noticed for two weeks now, you do not really use perfume like you used to. And the young man told me, the reason is because my wife said I should not use perfume anymore. And I asked him why. He said, well, you know, pregnant women and their desires. That she gets irritated by everything I put on. Anything I flit on, she gets irritated with it. Can you mention the name of the perfume you know? When I put on smart, she gets irritated. Which other one? 
When I put on snazzy, you reset it also. Put on emergency. There's one perfume called 419. And I put it on, gets irritated. And since the guy is a funny guy, is it the only thing I think my wife will not hate now, since she hates all the perfume, is shell talks. If I put on shell talks, I think she will be fine. You know, when somebody is pregnant, some of the things you used to like, your favorite changes. Ask your mother when you go back home. Ask anybody who has been pregnant. When people are pregnant, their favorite changes. Somebody who used to like shawarma and start loving zipping of Gary. Pregnancy makes people's desire change. They start desiring things that you wouldn't imagine. They start looking for something that is else. Else they just threw up. Because pregnancy has their desires. It makes people desire something you wouldn't believe. Somebody can leave all the food in the house and say, I don't want to eat this. I just want to take peace. Just peer. I just want to zip Gary. I just want to take tea. Tea in the morning, tea in the afternoon, tea in it. Because her appetite for every other thing is dead because of her pregnancy. And when I was thinking about this, God uses things like this to talk to me. God tells me young people are the ones who are always pregnant. That is when somebody has a youthful body. Those are the people that are prone to pregnancy. When people get very much older, the medical said that they've gotten into menopause. I started asking God, what do you mean by pregnancy? God said to me, pregnancy is what I have created everybody to give birth to. When I have made the body of people to be able to give birth to something. And this is to tell us that everybody that was born and that is born or will be born, were born for a purpose. There was a reason and there is an essence why God created you. He created you for a purpose. That very purpose that God created you for, that your destiny that God created you for, is your pregnancy. Everybody that God has designed with the destiny of people in your hands, that's your pregnancy. You better be careful what you do with it. When people are pregnant, doctors give them a whole lot of things to do. Tells them don't carry heavy things. Don't do this. Don't take antibiotics. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't get into some places like this and so on. Many guidelines are given to people that are carrying pregnancy. The same way is God giving guidelines to believers. Sometimes when you are pregnant, you will have to leave some things that you love so much. A woman said that she had to leave some of the things that she loved so much just because of her pregnancy, because of her baby, because the life of the baby is very, very important. Everybody under the sound of my voice, whether you are a male or you are a female, you are pregnant. You are pregnant with a destiny. You are pregnant with a gift. You are pregnant with so many things. You are pregnant with a lot of good things that God wants you to deliver. I want you to look at people who are doing very well now in life and check when they were kids and check if they had made some mistakes in life would they have become as great as they are in life you need to understand when god has given you a gift or god has given you something to do for him the devil will always attack you one of the greatest attack of the devil is that the devil will attack you to eat every kind of thing to eat everything that you would love to eat, to do everything that others are doing, to get to every place that others are going to, to do whatever thing that other people are doing. When you are carrying something 
and the devil could not stop you when they were giving birth to you, now that you are born, the devil will want to make a lot of things to come to your way and to entice you in order for you to face the other things. When you face those things, you abort the pregnancy that God had given to you. When God was talking to Jeremiah, Jeremiah was about seven years old arguing with God that he's too young for the ministry and for God to really mess him up with a surprise. God told him, I didn't call you when you were seven years old. I called you when you were in the belly of your mother. When you read some things about Samson, you discover that God had already called him. And even before he was formed in the belly of the mother, God had had an assignment for him. So it was not just the mother of Samson that was pregnant. Samson too was pregnant. How oh, I wish I was talking to somebody. And God was talking to the mother, if you keep this baby and this baby grows up, you need to tell the baby something also. Because if you don't abort this baby and the baby does not abort, the destiny I've given to this baby then Israelites are always going to win their battle but if you take some strong drinks and abort the baby then Israelites is going to live in pain forever many of our families were given to us as a gift and sometimes when your mother keeps praying God I want you to deliver my family the woman does not understand that God leaves the woman who's praying and start working on the offspring of the woman because sometimes God sees that you are too old to get some changes done in your family and start instigating a child and make the child pregnant which means if this child grows up and she can carry her pregnancy very much the enemy will be afraid of the family because of the child so this is what happens the mother of samson was pregnant and the desires of a pregnant woman are so wild. Maybe she wants to drink alcohol because that's what she desires to take. Maybe she wants to take this. Maybe she wants to take this. But God now had to appear and talk to the woman and tell the woman, you don't have a child now, but very soon you're going to be pregnant. And young people, you have to understand that we are just like a woman that was pregnant. The desires of a young woman and a young man are wild and nasty. Every young person wants to grow up. Every young person wants to get a lot of things done. They want to explore life. They want to do so many things. But God is telling you, every young person, that it is young people that carry pregnancy. It is young people that carries destiny. It is young people that carries ambition for the future. If God wants to call somebody, he calls a person from when he's a child. Not when he has finished retiring from work or anywhere. He picks them up when they are nothing and gives them a gift and tells them to nurture the gifts. So everybody is pregnant. We are carrying God's destinations. We are carrying a lot of things that God wants us to do. We are carrying nations in our belly. Very many people are to be saved through your lineup. That is to say, when you are saved, there are many people who are alive to you for you to get them saved too. If you abort that gift that God has put in your life, you have aborted so many people's destiny. What I'm saying is that there are some people that have the grace of God to interpret dreams. And there are people that have the grace to have dreams. I mean, they see something in the night, and what happens in the morning is the same thing they saw at night. Anybody who has such a dream, God has given to the person also a spirit of intercession because you are not going to sleep after you see what God shows you. You are going to intercede for it to happen. These are destinies. The destinies are as important to God like pregnancy. I mean that everybody that God is using today, God picked them up from nothing. And when he picked them up from nothing, he made them to understand that you are carrying something in your hand.
if other people are doing the way they like and you also do the way you like, you are going to abort what I want you to do. And I keep telling you things about Samson. I told you the moment Samson failed God, Samson was to wipe out the entire Philistine. That was the destiny of Samson. God created him out and said, this guy is going to be special. I want this guy to wipe out the entire land of Philistine. They wouldn't have been Philistine anymore if Samson did not abort his pregnancy. So God started to talk to the woman. And I tell you a few things about Samson that I always tell you about is that Samson was not like every mighty man in the land of Israel. Samson was a one-man soldier. He doesn't go to war with other people. He goes to war alone and defeats the people and take the glory back. He did not need to carry the Ark of Covenant and go to war because some people, when they want to win the war, they have to carry the Ark of Covenant and keep the Ark of Covenant and fight the war. After they finish winning the war, they carry the Ark of Covenant back home. He did not need to carry any Ark of Covenant to the war to fight and defeat the enemy because he was already an Ark of Covenant. His life was where the presence of God was. So God was telling him, if you do the things that I tell you not to do, you are going to make me leave you alone and you are going to struggle alone. And not just you, because that's always my problem. Not just you will struggle alone, but the entire of your family will struggle alone. The entire of Israel that I've given into your hands will struggle alone because you failed to keep the pregnancy. The desires of a pregnant woman are wild. And God had to meet this woman even before her day one of the pregnancy. And meet the woman and said, no matter what you desire to eat, let me give you some things that you should not eat. No matter what you desire. Because God already knows that a pregnant woman would want to desire to eat everything. Desire to take a lot of things. Desire to drink alcohol. Desire to do this. God had to meet the woman and said, I have given you a destiny in your belly. I've given you destiny and these are the precautions. Because you don't need to drink like other people are drinking. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here who feels that God has separated you out. Has made you different. God is talking to you right now. Is that you don't need to do what others are doing. You don't need to live the way others are living. You don't need to follow the way others are following. You don't need to follow and do the things that they are doing. I have separated you for a purpose. So the desires of the pregnant woman can be wild. And God said, these are the things I want you to do. I don't want you to take strong drink. I don't want you to take this. God listed everything up because these things are the things that is going to abort the things I've put inside of you. So now, the mother of Samson is now in between my baby and my pleasure. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. The woman is now between, though she has some desires to eat anything she likes. But now she's caught in between my baby and my pleasure. Should I go for my pleasure and lose my baby? Or should I go for my baby and lose my pleasure? These are two things. These are two extreme ends that you cannot be at the two at the same time. It's either you go for pleasure and lose destiny. You go for destiny and lose the pleasure because the pleasure is always at the other side of destiny. That's why Jesus said, if you suffer with me, you reign with me. Because sometimes keeping the baby will need you to just wear just one clothes. And it will look like you're so stupid with all your beauty. You're not sleeping with any man to get your clothes changed, to change your wardrobe. With all your beauty, you're not doing what other girls are doing. With all your beauty, with all your intellect, you're not joining Yahoo. When people are telling you that, tell the people, there's a baby I'm trying to keep alive. If I keep this baby, it will save the generation. If I keep this baby, most of you don't even understand what God has given to you in your belly. If you keep the 
ministry that God has given to you, you don't know how many lives are going to be saved through that. So it's always between, should I go for my pleasure or should I keep my baby? I tell people that all the time. I want you to pay attention to this. 80% of the times you see baby in your dream symbolizes ministry. Not really about the person. Not really about the person that gave birth to the baby. Sometimes you see yourself giving birth to a baby in the dream. Sometimes somebody gives you a baby to handle. It's all about ministry. God is reminding you there's something I've given to you to hold for me. If you allow it to die, you'll make me barren. You'll make me barren. The desires of the pregnant woman is just like a desire of a young person. One day we were returning from church and we saw so many young people gathering together. There is this new cigarette that they cook. There's this new cooked cigarette. What's the name? Sisha. Uh-huh. They cook it, keep it like that. And it has pipe. People will be taking it zipped from the pipe. I said, has the devil gone this far? Has the devil gone this far? The devil knows so much that your pastor will always watch you and see you with a bottle of this thing. And the devil had to create such an alcohol where you can just put it in your pocket when you feel like the enemy is providing very many things around just to abort what you have. That's why when you get into those things, you don't start seeing that your dreams are no longer as accurate as they used to be. Sometimes you are now so confused that how come I dream the dreams at night and I don't remember them in the morning? Sometimes you get into a point in your life that God no longer talks to you. Your connection with God is cut off. Sometimes God just pick you off from his presence, push you off from his presence. That you now enjoy the songs, not the presence anymore. One of the things that connects the mother with the father is the child. So sometimes even when marriage is over between two, marriage is over between two. The only way of communication is when the father calls the woman because of the child. You don't even know that one of the reasons that God talks to you all the time may not even be for your family, but because of the destiny he has designed you for. The things he wants you to conquer, the life he wants you to conquer. You don't even understand that until you get saved and stand for God, the lesbians will still increase because you are the one he designed for the lesbians on the streets. And so when you think about this, you have to start thinking about who do I go for? Is it my pleasure or my baby? The things that God has given to me. The thing I am about to deliver. The thing that God wants me to give birth to. What do I go for? Is it the thing that makes me excited? Or the benefit of my child that I'm carrying? And God wants you to understand that there is something that lies very dormant in your body. And it lies very dormant in your body. You don't even know the complexion because this is how babies are. You don't even know the complexion of that thing inside of you. You don't even know whether it's a male or a female. But it lies inside of you. Only you feels that you have something inside of you. That's the same way anointing is. Sometimes you can have so much of the glory of God. But you don't know what God is calling you for. But something keeps telling you God has called me for a purpose. You don't know the size of the church is calling you to build. You don't know the size of the people he wants you to deliver. You don't even know the nature of the ministry he wants you. But something keeps telling you you are not an ordinary person. Stand up from these cigarette smokers and move to the church. There's a midweek service. Something keeps telling you you have a dream to guide. You have a destiny to keep. Forget about your desires because God made this woman. At the beginning of her pregnancy, I said, no matter what you desire, keep to the rules. Because young people can desire anything. Can desire just to watch pornographies. Can desire to 
become an harlot. Can desire to just live your life the way you want to live. When you want to live the way others are living. They may not have any baby to protect. They may not have anything. When you see some people. Who see people eating. And they say don't worry I can't eat it. Some of them it's not that they are not hungry. But some of them must have had a doctor's prescription. And they are guiding. So now it's between pleasure and my life. Some of us don't even understand as children of God that we have our doctor's prescription. It tells us don't do this. Alcohol is not meant for kings. It tells us don't do this. Fornication kills the spirit. It tells us don't do this. Pride goeth before it fall. It tells us don't do this. Liars will go to hell. It gives us so many things. And sometimes you may be angry with God because the rules are becoming like it's too much. It's not for him, God. Is for your baby, the thing he has given inside of you. There is something inside of you that is waiting for a good atmosphere to come out. There is a blessing and anointing inside of you that the whole world is depending on. Imagine somebody like Trump. God can use somebody like Trump to remove every Islamic sign from the White House. And turn U.S. to a Christian nation. Somebody like Trump. When they were reviewing some prophecies that were made in America, they made mention that there was somebody, somebody's going to come that is going to bring revival to America. Somebody like Trump who can take Israel back to Jerusalem as their headquarters. Dreams are aborted by the enemy except you give the enemy a chance. The enemy does not really have the power to abort what God has given to you. He gives you choices that will end up aborting that thing that God has given to you. You may just be growing up very, very normal like every other child. And it looks to you like nothing is happening around you. And you have desires like every other person. Remember that God has designed you. One of the ways to understand that God has called you even to his purpose is that God has been able to talk to you. There are people that are not opportune to hear the things that you are hearing every Sunday. When God keeps talking to you all the time, he's reminding you. Remember that I have chosen you. Remember that I've called you. Remember I picked you from nothing. During the second service, we were talking about people who have mysterious breath and how God kept them alive. And that should be a reminder for them to understand that if God kept me alive and did not allow me to be aborted or killed when I was a child, then I have to live for his purpose. We have to understand that there's a great destiny awaiting us. But the enemy, no matter how big the balloon of your destiny is, the enemy does not have much to destroy. He just have a pin to empty you to nothing. I close with this. When I was growing up as a young pastor, one of the dreams I saw that really made me keen and focus on my ministry and focus on God was this dream I'm going to share with you right now. One day, I was like an angel took me inside a bush. And when he took me inside a bush, he was showing me something. He told me, what you are going to see in this place, don't shout. I want you to hide. And wait and see something. So we were hiding somewhere. Me and the angel, we were hiding. And there was a cleared place inside the bush. A place that was cleared. Big, cleared. And God was telling us to watch. And we were there. Watching. All of a sudden, we saw groups of girls coming around. They were girls and they were wearing pink clothes. And they were not wearing big clothes that covers their body. They were just wearing, there was just like some bridal train or whatever. They came around the space and they gathered. 
and they commanded a very big screen. The screen was as big as this wall, and they started watching the screen. After they surrounded the screen, another woman came that was like the queen of all of them all, and was pointing to the mirror. And she looked like she was not excited, but all the other girls were excited. But this lady that was their queen was not excited at all. She moved to the mirror and said, who do we have in the picture today? They pointed to the mirror and a great man of God stood. I didn't know the faces of the great men of God, but there were faces that when I see them in my vision, it looks like these people are great men of God that are known. And the woman will point, said, who do we have today? They will point, hand under this thing. When they point hand and said, let us see what he has done to destroy our kingdom. Let's see the things he has done, the damages he has done to our kingdom. They will point hand again. And the miracles, you'll see the pastor with miracles, with saving of souls, and very many things that the pastor has done to deliver people from the kingdom of darkness. And sometimes when they are showing the exploits and preaching of the man and the prayers, the other side of the television will also show the effects and what happens in the demonic kingdom. You see, these are our distractions as believers. Sometimes you feel you're praying, but you don't see what happens when you pray. So because you don't see what happens when you pray, you become depressed as if your prayer is not traveling. So when I was seeing, I saw the man praying, pointing hands. And I saw as he was pointing and fires were entering those places. And were burning some shrines that were around there. The more fire was doing that, burning those places and the man was causing damages. The woman was so angry and now said, stop it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch my destruction. I don't want to watch how he destroyed me. Show me how he destroyed him. And when they said, show me how he destroyed him. They will point a hand on the screen. And you will see how the person who was very great and anointed was destroyed. Brothers and sisters, for all the seven examples the angels showed me. All the seven examples that the angels showed me. The seven things that destroyed the seven pastors that I saw were women. After that, the one who said, show me how we destroyed him. And we will now say, who destroyed these idiots? And a small girl of 22 years will move out. And will do a cat's walking and stand. And everyone will stand up and worship the child. Who brought down a hero? What I'm telling you today is that there is a hero living inside of you. That the enemy is always searching for. To destroy. How I wish God can pick you one night. And show you your future. And how big your destiny is. And make you see that what you are trying to hold is not keeping yourself for the husband to come. It is keeping yourself holy for God to use. Because some people feel that I'm trying to keep myself so that my husband will come. And when it looks like somebody wants to marry you, you say, after all, this, the husband is already here. Let me give it to him so that he cannot know that we have a God that gives us power when we have obeyed his instructions. I was crying in that place and the angel said to me, so that you will not cry louder for them to see us here. Let's start going. You will see mighty men who were raising the dead. Some of the things that God showed me was not that they have done it, but what they were supposed to do. Because in the spiritual realm, there's nothing like yesterday, today, and future. The eternity is just like that. That's why they can talk about Jesus, that the blood of Jesus was laid before the foundation of the world. 
and we in the world we are trying to calculate time when God is already telling a man before you were formed in your mother's womb I have already done your ordination so sometimes the enemy works on your future when he says so he see what God is sending you to destroy and he starts destroying you so you don't destroy those things the desires of a pregnant woman very crazy just like a young person who has so much desire to desire to have 50 girlfriends one night this may shock you i was talking to a man who was talking to me of how god got him when he was talking to me he said this is how god stopped me he used the word stopped me he said this is how god stopped me that he went to enter into illuminati and this were the rules the rule was that you have to sleep with five women a day hmm. so i was asking the man why do you have to sleep with five women a day they said you need this number of women to suppress so much of God's power in you for the devil to pick you and use you. Hayaba Shatakabada. And the man was talking to me. He said, these are the things. And the man said to me, it was not even a problem to him because as at that time, he was already sleeping with 10 a day. Yeah, but this is how God stopped him. I don't know if you know that the enemy knows so much that God has sent you to destroy. You are like a bullet. You look very small. They're very, very powerful. You can pull down a lion. You can pull down a giant. You can pull down every great thing. And the enemy is so afraid of you. And he knows he can hold the bullets when he's being shot. All he wants to do is to stop you from exploding. Bow your heads, everybody. I don't know what your desires are. Like a young person... Who's dreaming to have every man at the tip of your finger? As a grown up person, who's desiring to have so much money? But when you want to go for the pleasure, think about your baby. I have some messages I would love to recommend for you to listen to. You need to listen to the message called The Babies Are Crying. You need to listen to The Babies Are Crying. Well, sorry for bugging you with my story. I'm trying to tell you what God told me that made me steadfast. For us to have three anniversary today. I'm trying to give you the same words God gave to me. What made me stood my grounds? What made me a little bit different? That's what I'm trying to share to you. I don't know what you're talking to God about. But I want you to always remember. That he who is ready to shoot the bullets. Has a target. There's something that God wants to use you and pull down. So when God was saying, I use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, he was talking about you. He was describing you. It may be that you feel that you are very foolish. Maybe you feel that you are very silly. Maybe you feel you can't even talk and convince somebody. Maybe you feel you are not the one God should use. He should rather take your brother if he really wants to use somebody. Maybe you feel you are not qualified. You were the one he was talking about when he said, I use the foolish things of this world. I use the foolish things. Not the foolish things of this world alone. But I use the foolish things in your family. To confound the ones that are wise. Hey, I don't know what your desires are. But there was a year I told myself. I'm going to have 12 girlfriends in 12 months of this year. That night, God sent somebody to talk to me. God said to me, I'll destroy you. God told me, I will destroy you. I don't know what your desires are. Desires of a young man can be so crazy. 
a man can desire to sleep with all the lineup of friends, five friends, he desire to sleep with all of them. A man can desire to sleep with two sisters, can desire to have a woman live in the house as if they are married. Whenever the enemy throws desires to you, think about the baby you are carrying. Think about your family that God wants you to deliver. Let me tell you how you will know that you are the light of your family. It's when God makes you bother about what is going on in your family and is bothering you more than every other person. When it's bothering you more than every other person, then you are the one God is sending out. I mean, when what is happening to others in your family, when they keep losing their jobs in your family, when people don't get married in your family, and it does not bother the people that are not getting married, it bothers your small child. Then you are the light of the family. God is giving you, he's pointing to your way to pray for. Some things to pray against. He's showing you directions of your prayers. He's trying to show you this is what I created you for. Because you've been asking some questions and yet you don't stand and wait for the answers. When you keep asking questions like, God, why did you allow me to be born in this family? Always wait for the answer. You may be born in the family because God wants to use you to change the entire family. Some of you don't even understand that you are the prayer of your mother. You are your mother's prayer. When your mother was praying and God wanted to answer the prayer, he decided to use you as a prayer point and answer. These are your babies. These are the things that God wants you to give birth to. But let me tell you something. There are things you eat and they destroy and abort this expectation. There are things that can abort this expectation. When God said don't, run away from it. No matter how sweet it looks, when he said don't, leave it. It can abort. It can cause miscarriage. When he tells you don't, it doesn't matter how you love it. It doesn't matter how your friends love it. It doesn't matter how much they love it. When he says do not, sometimes we need to put our pleasure aside and think about our life. Because some of the things we desire to eat does not make us to live long. I give you just one more minute of reflection. One more minute of prayers. I'm not going to give you a prayer points. I wanted to search prayer points from the preaching and do justice to it right now. Are you among those that say, God, I have been walking very, very out of your order. I'm coming back home. Are you among those who want to say, Lord, have mercy on me. Are you among those who want to say, God, please forgive me. Forgive me. I'm coming back because as I'm talking to you right now, I see more than 60 people coming back. People who have walked outside the track of God. I've seen more than 60 coming back. It's Lord, I left the track, but I'm returning back. I left the track. I found out friends, but I'm coming back. I found out desires, but I'm coming back. I followed pleasure. I followed things that others follow. But I'm coming back. I'm returning back. I'm coming back to the place you called me to be. I'm coming back to the place you wanted me to stay. I'm coming back. I'm leaving my friends with their thoughts and with what they want to do. I'm coming back. I have not seen that I don't belong there. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Bow your heads, everybody. I want to pray for you right now. Bow your heads, everybody. Bow your heads. 
give me just one minute let me share the story with you this will really really excite you this will keep you burning i need you to listen to this pastor james edikan my friend was signed there was a time he used to sing was singing some gospel songs in the church and him and his friend tuki they were singing and a company came into wickets and they signed two of them a deal of three million naira as a den three million naira a deal a recording deal all they needed to do was to follow the people and walk according to the deal and one of the things that the people said they should do is that they have to change and sing a lot of club songs so that they can go to clubs because they said clubs can pay musicians then church that's what they said and so my friends started changing most of the songs and they started singing so many secular songs they did all these things for three million naira i was with them they went to the first place a party and they sang in the party it was so nice they were booked for other places they were even given an opportunity to feature some nigerian artists like jay martins and many other people and they were going into secular song fully but one day since i was always close to pastor james said can we went to a place and they were singing there they told them to go and sing in the club and when they went to the place people were dancing and all of that and they told them get ready you are going to be the next person to sing pastor james turned to me and then i was not even a pastor yet so he turned to me and called me and said to me can you see we don't belong here are you excited with what you're seeing i said we are not excited but since you are just here then i was just he said to me can't you see we don't fit in here we do not fit in we don't fit in here and he said to me how long am i gonna lie to myself that this is where i belong how long am i gonna lie to myself that i have to sing songs for people and they walk naked around how how long am i gonna do this and i was not very strong then so I was now the one pleading with him to stay on the contracts. And I was telling him, remember three million. Remember the deal. Remember you sing in many places. Remember they just booked you to sing in a club in Lagos. And he said, no, I don't fit in here. The next week, he had a meeting with me again. Wrote his resignation letter and moved out. When I see the things that God is using Pastor James that he can't do now, I remember what the devil was looking at. I don't know how many people are listening to me right now, but your clique of friends, God keep telling you, don't you know you don't belong here? Don't you know you don't belong here? Don't you know you are the only different person here? In among the clique of your friends, when they are doing what they are doing, God keeps telling you, I didn't create you like this. Don't try to force yourself and make yourself fit into their standard. This is not you. I want to pray for you right now. Let's be upstanding, everybody. blessed to the cross Please let me hear your voice. Domini Nearer blessed Lord To the precious bleeding side 
I'm not hearing your voice. I don't know if you don't know this song. Lift your hands up to Jesus and say, draw me nearer. Draw me nearer, blessed Lord. Blessed Lord. To the precious blood. Say, Jesus, draw me nearer. Jesus, everybody, close your eyes wherever you are. I need your eyes closed, completely closed. I need your eyes completely closed. I have a word for about four persons. God saying to me, You have been looking for answers to your problem that the answer to your problem is come out of among them and be ye separate that's what god is saying i should tell you you've been looking for answers to your problem but the answer to all your problem is come out of among them and be ye separate among who i know that's your next question among who among your friends and their sin come out and be ye separate i wanted to close your eyes we are praying for you right now if you are here you want jesus alive you want to give your life to christ i need your hands lifted above your head i want to pray for you if you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus, don't be ashamed. Lift your hands above your head. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. Please, Pastor Toby, come. Come and help me. Please lift your hands up. You're listening to us. You want to give your life to Christ. Whether you're listening to us on our podcast or anywhere listening to us on any of our tip, you want to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, just lift your hands above your head. We are praying for you right now from here. Draw me nearer. for you over problems, over your challenges and all of that. But I tell you, this single decision can end a lot of rubbish in your life. Mm. I want to pray for you that the Lord God Almighty that you have decided to follow will grant you grace to walk in Him. I want you to say with me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, say it loud, let me hear you. Come into my life. Come and help me. Please, saints of God, can you help them? As I say, just repeat so they can have the courage to say it. Can you say with me, Lord Jesus? Come into my heart. Wash me in the precious blood of Jesus. Cleanse me in and out. Come into my heart. I have desired to follow you. I will never turn back. I will never turn back. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for giving me direction. Thank 
you for giving me direction. I will live my life for you. I will live my life for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I pray, oh God, that the decision they have made today, oh God, you will grant them the grace and the strength to hold on to it. Father, many of them are struggling with things. They have been deceived. But Lord, today, I trust that direction has been given to them. Let that grace help them. Let them grow into the knowledge of the truth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we bless your name. Any of them right now that is having a demonic possession, something in you, moving around you, controlling you, controlling your mind, controlling your heart. I rebuke every demonic entity right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will never return to that body anymore. Like Jesus said, the body should not be garnished and swept and kept empty. The word of God shall begin to find place in these lives. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Lift your hands, everybody. Father, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for making us a great blessing. Thank you for worshiping us. Thank you for keeping us. Father, let storms of life not uproot us. I didn't hear your amen. Father, let storms of life not uproot us. Father, when people shall look for policemen that do not collect bribes, they will find them among us. When people shall look for lecturers that do not get sorting, they shall find them among us. When they shall look for people who can wait till they get married, they shall find them among us. Lord, holiness shall excel in our midst. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus, everybody.